Okay. Wow. And we're back. Wow. You always start it like we are coming off of a commercial <laughs> break, a week-long commercial break. <laughs> That's how it feels to me. If only we had that many sponsors. <laughs> or, you know, any. We do. Sponsor video. Scentbird. Okay, let's be honest. Who the heck actually uses Scentbird? What are you talking about? Scentbird is a <laughs> subscription because everything's a subscription now. Yeah, that's true. It's not just nonprofits and people that want to raise money for, you know, a cause. It's everyone that realizes for this generation or maybe just people in general, having somebody commit to a smaller purchase on a regular basis equals more money for you. Yeah. So it's a subscription service <laughs> of something very necessary. Are you ready? Uh-oh. It's a subscription service of designer perfume samples. No. <laughs> you get three different samples every single month. No. Wait, you get this? For like 20 bucks a month or something like that. You do this? No, of course oh, I don't, okay. but like ton- they sponsor tons of YouTuber videos. Oh, uh, yeah, no. <laughs> um, yeah. No, no sponsors, but that's okay. I have my mother who occasionally sends me a text saying that she likes my podcast. Sometimes. Thank you. <laughs> Thanks, mom. Thanks, mom. I, the thing is, my mom doesn't listen to the podcast, but she is always... Always coming in clutch with an Instagram like. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Never fails. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. She and does. I think, and I'm not complaining. This is not me complaining to our wonderful listeners. I love you so much. But I do think that most of the people that like our Instagram posts actually don't listen to our podcast. <laughs> this is a theory I have. No complaining here. But if you do listen to the podcast and you don't yet follow us at APW Podcast. That's our Instagram handle. <laughs> Hilarious. Maybe they're just better adjusted than we are and they're not on social media. I'm only on social media so much for you guys. Sorry, it still sounds like I'm complaining. I'm not complaining. I love you. <laughs> I love you. Thank you for listening. Um, What was I going to say? Oh, another subscription box that I used tonight mm-hmm. was blue apron because I went over to my friend's house and she didn't even realize that she had not canceled her blue blue apron box thing so she got it and she was like how am I gonna eat this food come over and cook it with me so I did and that was so convenient I almost wanted to do a podcast about convenience so maybe we'll do that in the future oh gosh yeah I might probably need that send us a um send us an email at apwpodcast at gmail.com if you want to hear an episode about convenience. Yeah. <laughs> it still sounds like a commercial, doesn't it? Well, we got This was what you missed over the past week. <laughs> oh, my goodness. <clears throat> okay. Um, if you've forgotten what our voices sound like, I'm Christina. Oh, shoot. We didn't even say that part. <laughs> we didn't even do the intro yet. No, yeah. We've been talking about and subscription I'm boxes. I was just, like, ready for banter. Wow. Sorry. Intro. Here it is. Da-da-da. Do you want to try this? Oh, I have not rehearsed. We set a goal last week, Christina. Yeah, but I didn't reach it. All right. Let's <laughs> say it together. Welcome, Welcome to, to A Place, place within, within, where where this week and, and every week, we get, we to, get the to the heart of our thoughts, <laughs> our thoughts feelings, feelings, and, and desires, desires, where we where we trust we'll find, the, find gospel the gospel and, and our, our need, need for it. For it amazing i'm also amazing you are (laughs) (laughs) this is the episode where christina just repeats everything ashley says and we get oh my god we get put on spotify the next week yep yep (laughs) hilarious okay uh anyways so you're doing okay because you uh got blue apron which is nice sounds great it was lovely i like blue apron yeah just a little too much dollar dollars. But yeah, I have also, no idea how much it costs. The convenience, though. Let's not talk about it right now because we may talk about the it The chicken breast was already chopped. Wow. But it looked it looked whole. It was like in a package in the jail when the package was like, <gasps> oh, this is already cut. Wow. I can... That sounds like really awesome. <laughs> so tune in in the future. <laughs> Where we talk about our thoughts chopping about our chicken. 
Oh. <laughs> the Chinese chicken. You have a drumstick and your brain starts sticking. Watching next files with the lights on. I've also really, I mean, this started over the summer when I weirdly for the first time ever in my life watched only season two of Dawson's Creek. Okay. Uh, the 90s, I mean, not just in fashion, but in my music tastes. Like 90s, like not quite jam band, but like not quite fully like alternative, okay. whatever that's called. Blues Traveler. Mm-hmm. Bare Naked Ladies, mm-hmm. Alanis Morissette. I can't get enough of it. I'm so into it right now. That's legit. Um, sorry, I'm still like really rambling. No, that's a good time. Christina, a- what did you do today? Um, I was really unproductive this week. Actually, I was a little bit productive this weekend. Yesterday, spent some time. In prayer, oh my gosh, I had such a freaking awesome prayer experience yesterday with my um, Lexio Divina book. Okay. PDF book. <laughs> I'll sign up. I'm sorry, hey, not Lexio you know Divina. What? It's not Lexio Divina. It's my Visio Divina. Visio Divina. It's my Visio Divina. Um, it's like a, so yeah, so if you haven't heard of Visio Divina, it's like um, praying through like art, kind of, so like Lexio Divina is divine reading. Visio Divina's Divine Seeing and the young Catholic woman which is this like online apostolate ministry that is freaking awesome yeah we think they're awesome like my favorite thing on the internet um the woman who runs it um like curated this beautiful book of sacred art and like scripture and scripture reflections um and like questions for prayer and I was praying with the penitent Magdalene yesterday. So like, it's a, look it up. It's a beautiful painting. Um, and then mm. with the scripture passage where uh, Mary Magdalene comes and like with the alabaster flax, flask and like um, weeps on Jesus' feet and that whole thing. Um, and uh, so I just like spent it. I had a, a good morning with the Jesus. I went to dance class. I went to a flea market where I got myself a nice forest green blazer. Oh, wow. Yeah. Yeah. Was you very... love that. See, that's terrible. I was listening at- intently to your prayer experience and thinking it was very beautiful. <laughs> and then uh, like, I my got big... a blazer and you're like, oh, <laughs> reaction. <my> <laughs> well, let me just, oh. yeah, well, it's a pretty cool blazer. I'm going to be honest. I like it a lot. I also got me some, some, uh, hipster slacks <laughs> and a uh another thing but anyways um yeah sorry i wanted to say like you should check out the visio divina book you guys mm. i'm not being sponsored or anything but it is freaking something else uh, even oh, for awesome. like praying the rosary it's super helpful too because i don't know if i don't know if anybody else experiences this but sometimes i forget to meditate on the mystery and when you have a beautiful painting that shows at least mm. part of the mi- 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 mystery, <laughs> um, the ministry, it keeps you keeps you together. Anyways, I've been doing that with my rosary Bible study. Yeah, oh, that's freaking yeah. awesome. <laughs> so yesterday, I went with my with two of my roommates to um, a mass at a church nearby. And it was pretty cool. It was one roommate who doesn't usually come to mess. And um, yeah, oh. so we all went together and that was cool. And I had my like readings book with me. I had my journal with me. Um, and I was like getting all confused about my life. And I got home and my journal was not with me. So I had mm. to figure out this morning the exact time that I could go into the church and look for it. And then when I went to the church to look for it, it was not anywhere. So then I went into no. the parish office and I was like, hey, like, did anyone turn anything in? And the girl was like, no. And I was like, okay. And I like stepped back for a second. And then I just stood there for a while. And then I was like, is there anyone else I could look? And she was like, not really. And then this other person heard me and she was like, why don't we look in the sacristy? And there it was. Oh, praise <laughs> the Lord. Yeah. St. Anthony C. Really though. Christina, you began by saying I haven't been productive, but you're made for more than just to produce. I know. I know. You took someone to mass. Yeah. You prayed and encountered the Lord. Oh, you right. You bought a green blazer. <laughs> you were you were the beneficiary of a miracle. 
<laughs> oh, wow. Thing, but that's still wonderful. <laughs> you went to a farmer's market and danced. I did dance. Wait, it wasn't a farmer's market. It was a flea market and it was in Silver Lake. And my California people know what that means. Uh. <laughs> uh, well, enlighten the rest of us. Just a whole lot of listeners. like hipster thrift stores and tents. Oh, cute. Like little succulent stores. Oh, yeah. It was really wow. <laughs> ridiculous. Okay, I'll be there next weekend. All right, I look forward to it. Great. Yeah, you would lose your mind in Silver Lake, Ashlyn. Oh my god. I, I just, I have to keep my mind. But you would lose your mind in a good way. I would lose my mind. Yeah. Oh. Well. Anyways, so here we are. I just still have to lesson plan for most of the week, and I will either grade or have some kids who are irritated with me for not grading. So we'll see where we land. <laughs> So for all of you who listen to this podcast, who were that kid in school, this is a this is a look into the life of your grade school teacher, or not grade school, yeah. middle school teacher. You won't. She wouldn't have that cool green blazer if she no, was busy grading your quiz. She <laughs> deserves a weekend just like you. Yeah, I didn't all give right. them any homework this weekend, so <laughs> you're welcome. You're welcome, you guys. <laughs> That was my California voice, so I could fit in in Silver Lake. Yeah, well, good. I think you did a good job. Silver Lake, it would be, like, so amazing. Okay, but here's the thing about places like Silver Lake. And I think there are other places, like, every city has, like, a little place like this. At least a little place like this. Um, Actually, no, this is a very California thing. Um, Every place has it. Just kidding. Yeah, well, because I'm about to say something, but it's just so specific because there's this one thing that I I saw that I was like, I can't think of another place where I would see this. Um, It's in like a progressive, like hipstery area. Okay, so you start picturing San Francisco people and all of this stuff. And you're like, okay, Mm -hmm. I know what that means. Silver Lake is like trying to be that. You walk by this storefront and for the past like four weeks, there's been a little chalk sign chalk paint sign that says waxing is not a luxury it is a necessity is that not the most obviously sexist thing that you could put on a store not the most i suppose (laughs) (laughs) women aren't people (laughs) it's not Um, the most but it's like well and just like porn culture promoting yeah i wouldn't yeah i don't like it like it, I don't, and that's, it actually that's not is like, a luxury slash a choice and not a necessity, even kind of. Yeah. So not anyways, like anti-shaving sorry. your pits or anything. <laughs> but what? Yeah. Yeah. Very, very that's a odd. little much. Very odd. Waxing is a luxury, in our opinion, here at a place within. Yeah, waxing is a luxury slash like, I don't know. I a don't know choice. that I would think of it as a luxury because I feel like I would be, somebody would, like, I feel like I'd be upset. <laughs> But I suppose if you do... You think that you would be upset if it were a luxury? No, I think I would be upset if I was being waxed. (laughs) (laughs) So it's not a luxurious experience, but I think by luxury, it sort of means like... I don't don't know. I was trying to explain luxury vehicles or something like that to people the other day. I don't know what luxury means. All right. Well... I'm going to look it up. mm -hmm. So, Ashlyn, yesterday I was listening to a podcast that is kind of luxury the state of great comfort and extravagant living ah so yeah great comfort no extravagant living maybe okay go on (laughs) you're listening to a podcast um yeah so i was listening to this podcast yesterday by a kind of uh prominent catholic woman voice um and giving like dating advice and it was i don't know i started having a reaction to it because she was talking about the importance of male initiation in dating and sorry this is a little abrupt (laughs) (laughs) well sometimes we just we we gotta do it you know we what we sometimes it's just time yeah well i'm looking at the clock and it it is time (laughs) it's time (laughs) okay so i guess i I was trying to (laughs) i was trying to weave it in with talking about my weekend but then 
like my, talking about my weekend and I had given too many details in other areas. And then you realize that <laughs> waxing mufflers. Okay, sorry. You realize you hadn't gone on any, any dates this weekend unless you had and you just didn't tell me that. Oh, uh, yes. I haven't gone on any dates this weekend. <laughs> so how does it even fit in? Yeah. Um, well, anyways, but I was, uh, that, that's what I want to talk to you about today is like, yeah. Um, I feel like we've talked a bunch so far about like pre dating feelings mm-hmm. where you are guarding or not guarding your heart and you have a crush and how do you handle that? But we haven't really talked a whole lot about like w- w- dating practicals or decision making mm-hmm. having to do with dating and We've talked about all of my dating experience. Now, <laughs> let's get to the real world. Stop. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't, so what are your thoughts on, like, the whole asking... So, there's that whole idea that, like, guys should be doing the asking out. And that, like, guys should be um, maintaining um, the traditional chivalry. Mm. And I think there's a lot to this conversation that a lot of people have a lot of thoughts about. And, yeah. uh... And I also so think that out there. a lot is a word I, I used a lot just now. <laughs> then you just wrote a poem, <laughs> A Lot, by Christina O'Brien. So anyway, um, well, I don't think that a man initiating a date actually makes him necessarily chivalrous. But I do think that um, the word or like the, the category, I guess, of why that is traditional um, and favored by many and I I think just honestly like even if not like the cultural norm of now um the like anthropological norm Mm -hmm. is not so much a man's call to be chivalrous which is like not about him like doing things for women that she couldn't do for for herself but rather like the justice of um giving her the respect that she's due yes um and so I guess talking myself in a circle like to respect a woman and to pursue her is just, but I do think that it, less than just chivalry, it's more about um, pursuit of right. like this is a way, and not in like an animalistic way, but like a redeemed pursuit, a chase pursuit, uh, is characteristic of holiness in men in a different way than it would like would be holiness in women that doesn't mean that like holy women don't pursue anything that's not what I mean it's just more characteristic of yeah the masculine genius which isn't really talked about that much mm-hmm. um but I think that we are living in a very and especially broken time when it comes to the sexual relationship the relationship between male and female not necessarily like yep having sex like what jp2 calls the sexual relationship which is like the interaction their relationship in any capacity between male and female yes. um where so much has been obscured um uh, to such a grave extent that um yeah like i don't i don't think that necessarily like the rules change i think we need to realize that characteristics and rules are different mm-hmm. um and that like you know they're just they're isn't a rule that I've come across. I think that there's a norm and I think norms mean something, but I don't think that there are any rules against a female initiating something. Mm -hmm. I think though that when like, yeah, like a woman like initiates romantic interest with a man, that doesn't mean that now she's the pursuer that indefinitely in their relationship, Mm -hmm. she now pursues him. It's that, yeah, like, in the brokenness of their humanity, but that's just like, or just the reality of their humanity, maybe not even the brokenness, just in the reality of their humanity. Um, there's a desire, there's an attraction, um, but there's a lack of initiation because of a lack of courage. Yep. And if there's like, yeah, like clearly something going on, but it's amb- ambiguous, nobody knows what's happening, and a girl puts it on the guy's radar that like she wants even to be pursued. Mm-hmm. Um is necessary and possible. It's necessary and possible that she be pursued? Uh no no no. That like if if necessary for like oh. clarity come about in the relationship, you know, or like oh. 
yeah, even in, like, the discernment of the relationship, mm-hmm. if it is necessary for her to, like, mm-hmm. initiate something that doesn't make her the pursuer. So let me, like, yeah, break down and kind of bullet point what I just said as I was externally processing. Um, that the dating game has changed considerably. And so it's not that the rules go out the window, but actually I don't think, bullet point one, there are, really aren't rules. Okay. Um, bullet point, or sub-bullet point, norms mean something but are not themselves rules. Um, second point is that if there is attraction, but no action and a woman initiates, that doesn't make her indefinitely the pursuer. Okay. Um, and I don't, I don't think that it would be healthy if she were. Um, and that if in order for like discernment to happen or for anything to happen in the context of that relationship, it's necessary for her to initiate something, even if it's just a conversation of like gaining clarity about the relationship. It's necessary for her to do it. She should. Mm-hmm. And it is possible for her to do that. Yes. Are you like voraciously taking notes right now? Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I like the sound effect. You can hear She's it? She's voraciously taking notes. Yeah, I can. Oh, that's awkward. <laughs> <laughs> this is what it was like at Y Faith when the brothers <laughs> would teach us things. And I would go, <laughs> actually, I don't know how much I did that. I'm thinking of something else. Anyways. What are you thinking of? Yeah. Okay. So um, this is something that freshman year of high school, I felt so strongly that like it was super sexist. Not freshman year of high school. Sorry. Freshman year of college. Um, Is that what I said? I don't know. I'm feeling very scattered. Um, I was like convinced that it was sexist that... um, that men were being identified as the pursuers. Um, And I thought that it was putting women at an inferior place because like, if I think about being pursued or pursuing that, like to be, to pursue is inherently more sacrificial and therefore inherently more Christ-like and to be pursued is inherently less sacrificial and then inherently less Christ-like and like, it started to create this sort of like status disparity Mm -hmm. in my mind that was saying Mm -hmm. like men are called to be Christ-like and women are called to like let men be Christ-like to them but like Mm -hmm. in themselves they aren't supposed to be Christ-like and that the whole idea of like well like you're different um and that doesn't say anything about your dignity that I was kind of like you know what I think that maybe if we say that these differences do exist then it does say something about our dignity like I don't think that logically that doesn't fit um And I kind of maintained this rhetoric for a while. And it was at the same time as I was um, saying what I said a while ago that like I wished that I could be um, infertile so that I could control my like um, Mm -hmm. my family life. You know, it was all of this, uh, all these realities of my femininity that I was really um, rejecting or all the things that were being told to me about my femininity that I was feeling very Mm -hmm. boxed in or whatever it was. And just to give you a little bit of like history of my experience, I, my very first um, like serious relationship started when I was in the eighth grade (laughs) and it continued through my freshman year of college (laughs) and I literally don't remember who initiated it. So I don't know. Mm -hmm. (laughs) My, the relationship that followed that one, I was the initiator and it lasted for two years. Um, And then after that, I was not the initiator in the next relationship that I was in. And that was a change of pace. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then the one after that, I was the initiator again. And so I have some thoughts here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Um, So at the time that I was like initiating that first time, I felt sort of like shallowly empowered. It was at the same time as another sort of as the crisis in faith that I've referred to in the past. Um, And that I just wanted to like have some kind of control. And Mm. I made my moves and um, the relationship started. And what I found out later was that it was maybe questionable like whether or not he would have started that relationship if I hadn't. Mm -hmm. And that kind of like hit me in a way that I wasn't expecting it to. Um, Mm -hmm. Where I was sort of like, oh, like it's questionable whether or not so-and-so desired to give himself to me 
enough to like make this happen. So that's one little experience. So questionable. What do you mean by questionable? Like, so it was, it, it might not have happened if you hadn't. Yeah. I don't want to say that it wouldn't. Cause I don't want to like say false things about him. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. And I guess like, I think that if I had heard, oh yeah, like I was on my way, it would have given me a, uh, a level of like confidence in the relationship. Um, does that make sense? Mm. I don't know. It does. Yeah. Okay. The next time that I sort of considered initiating a relationship and ended up going ahead and initiating it, um, I was more noticeably irritated at the lack of mm-hmm. movement <laughs> on mm-hmm. um, his part. At least I don't know that he noticed that, but um, in my, like inside of myself, I was kind of like, noticing more of what other people have talked about of this like desire of the heart to be pursued Mm -hmm. desire of the feminine Mm -hmm. heart to be pursued Mm -hmm. um and moving forward from there I'm sort of most recently it's not even that recent like found myself in a position of feeling attracted to somebody and feeling very confident in the decision not to pursue anything because I did not mm-hmm. want it unless he was going to be courageous and yeah. make the sacrifice. Um, yeah. And I think, I think I just like came to understand this value of allowing a man to, and uh, kind of expecting a man mm-hmm. to make a significant sacrifice Mm-hmm. for the woman that he desires to love and mm-hmm. to like base this in theology um this is what i was talking about with in mulieris dignitatum um when we talked feminism like jp2 says I'm, I'm looking at it um in genesis chapter three when there's this consequence of sin where rather than it being like a curse where god goes like hmm what terrible things did i do to the humans i always Mm -hmm. see it as this like the he's crying out about Mm -hmm. these consequences these tragic consequences Mm -hmm. that are now going to plague humanity um and one of these tragic consequences that god cries out you know in anguish is that your desire will be for your hub your your husband your desire shall be for your husband and he shall rule over you and jp2 Mm -hmm. says We discover a break and a constant threat precisely in regard to this quote-unquote unity of the two, which responds to the dignity of the image and likeness of God in both of them. And this is important. But this threat is more serious for the woman, since domination takes the place of being a sincere gift and therefore Mm -hmm. living for the other. Mm -hmm. So it's this disturbance, he says, and a loss of stability of that fundamental equality. Yeah. And it's especially to the disadvantage of the woman. So for me, that when I first read that, it was like the biggest light bulb in my understanding of the relationship between men and women. Because it is a result of the fall that men have the temptation to dominate Mm -hmm. over the female. And if I look at this shallowly, I could say, well, yeah, that's why it's so important that women initiate the relationships to show their domination. But and no, it was like a bumble, a bumble philosophy. Yeah, right. But initiation of a relationship that's headed towards marriage is not domination. Why? Mm-hmm. Because, like, that's super important. <laughs> yes, because yeah, from it is, like a worldview standpoint. <laughs> yeah, because it's a yeah. sacrifice. It, I mean, marriage right. is all ordered towards total sacrifice of self for the other, and right. this is something that I think is so powerful when. A woman looks at a man and says, yes, I am open to the possibility of marriage with you, which like, you know, it would just make that at the earliest level. Yes to a date means, yes, I'm opening. I'm open to considering this prospect. Is that too much to say? (laughs) No, no, no. But I, I want to get back into that. But finish your thought. So I'm open to considering that, which means in a sacramental marriage. I'm open to life, which means that I'm open to allowing your DNA to grow inside of my body. So she automatically has this inherent sacrifice in her yes to him. Yes. 
And he does not have that inherent sacrifice. Right. So if right. I go and say like, hey, so-and-so, I'm putting myself out on the limb. I desire a relationship with you. There's this automatic imbalance in the sacrifice that's like being made at the initiation in the initiation of the relationship and it's not a matter of like you're, you you can never love each other or anything because of that mm-hmm. like that 100% is not the case um but i do think that there there's something now that i desire um like i desire for that i think you said it earlier about like the honor and respect of like mm-hmm. that which is woman mm-hmm. <laughs> you know that yeah. it is this um like we are bearers of life and we are reflections of sacrifice in a way that the masculine body does not automatically Mm -hmm. demonstrate and so like to allow his action to demonstrate it in a way that like his body can't I think there's something powerful in that I don't know this is not what I thought you were gonna say so like (laughs) wow you know as somebody that knew her and knew you (laughs) in um, other faces that you described it's just like wow yeah no you're right Um, One thing I wanted to loop back to um, about, yeah, an older way of thinking, but I think that, yeah, maybe what you said about men being more sacrificial and then more Christ-like and then a woman's duty is to just let her husband be Christ-like. Well, I think that from what you just said, there's like a level of resolution about that in your heart. Something that stuck out to me when you were saying that uh, that's important to draw attention to is that what is so cool about Jesus is that as himself Mm. and this isn't to like manipulate any like let's not make Jesus so small as to be like a part of our gender theory you know yeah um but that in the life of the trinity Jesus is the beloved and his role in the trinity is to be totally receptive to the love of the father and perfectly reflect it back to the father and so yeah in his divine nature which he is totally he is the receiver. It is Christ-like to receive the love that is given to you and reflect it back. Yes. Um, in his human nature, which he is totally, he is the lover who initiates and gives of himself. So Jesus is in no way a hermaphrodite and in always both <laughs> the initiator and the receiver. That is the best. There are tears in my eyes. Oh. And like a laughing kind of way it's like yeah oh my gosh it's like so great to just like let those like wounds that came about from like this tension between superiority and inferiority just be healed by the truth that it's not it's not a game it's not a contest you know yes of like who comes out on top guys or girls yes life is not a battle of the sexes no it's not Oh my gosh, Ashlyn, you're rocking my world. Because yeah, it's the answer to Genesis chapter 3. You know, Mm -hmm. it's the answer to this dilemma that JP2 puts forth. The answer is a risen Christ. Like, Mm. oh my gosh, that is so freaking awesome. Um, Yeah, so I think that, I don't know, like, practically, if... um, you know, if you're in a relationship or a friendship with a guy or a girl, whoever you are, males and females listening to us, a relationship with somebody who you've got a crush on and it appears to be moving in a direction where the relationship's going to need to be defined or whatever it mm-hmm. is. DTR time, you know? That's right. That's right. Boys and girls, is DTR time. Hashtag. Um, what is the advice to either the woman or the man in that position well something i wanted to to talk about that maybe we'll get to in the practicals Mm -hmm. um is that first of all vocation is a mystery you know Mm -hmm. and it's really important it's not just like a maybe i'll figure it out someday i'm becoming more and more convicted um that actually like our vocation is is the mission that God wants us to have. Like, mm-hmm. biggest picture, our mission is the mission of the church, which is the sanctification of souls. Mm-hmm. Um, but the individual mission that we hear about in Catholic formation is the vocation. And that 
big V vocation trumps little V vocation every single time. That might be controversial, but I'm becoming exceedingly convicted of that. Can you but say we don't more have about control. that? Because I had a really interesting conversation with my mom about this. And I'm like curious what you have to say. I think that the idea that like legitimizes even the idea of like a little V vocation is like well intended, but kind of worldly. This is a lot of the like tension that we have in the church um, of my goals and my success and the things that really um, are, are the children of an individualistic society that I don't think that we as human beings are made for. A little V vocation doesn't secure the kind of support that a human being needs in order to navigate heaven, like a journey to heaven, right? Absolutely. So it's like, yeah, it's actually like not fair to the development of persons to overly emphasize that. Yes. And I'm not an expert in it. Yeah, I just want to like yeah. clarify and make sure I understand what you're saying. That the little V vocation should not be, and that means like your career, the thing that you mm-hmm. desire, like how you're going to use your gifts should not mm-hmm. be overemphasized in relationship to the big V vocation, meaning how you're going to mm-hmm. give yourself as a spouse or give yourself to the mm-hmm. church. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. And it's mysterious and it's hard to control. So it's horribly aggravating, but maybe not horribly aggravating. It feels that way sometimes, but it's a mystery. So that's the big like disclaimer for the fact that I think that people that are, you know, open, desirous, whatever, you know, of any vocation want to find the rubric for how to go about receiving their vocation and there just isn't one there are holy couples who meet each other and very legitimately like six months later are standing at the altar marrying one another yeah and some who wait forever and find each other on catholic match and are date for two years and are engaged for a year and a half and still like have the same mission to yeah lay down their lives for one another and like be sanctified by it like and and some guys that enter the seminary right after high school and some that live like a crazy like prodigal life and then come back and then become holy priests like there's just no normal yeah that's the biggest mystery of it all not that we don't get to control it that there's no normal that is so awesome yeah and so for some people on the first date they are talking seriously about like what are your priorities but that I think that the dating scene in the here and now could use a little less intensity, but also like a little less vague informality. So I don't know what the word is to describe that that in between, you know? So it's like less intense, but also less informal. What are you talking about? Um, but w- now back to our topic of like, when is it appropriate? Is it appropriate for a female to initiate? Like, I think if it's like, oh yeah, I'm like, are you the person that I'm going to lay down my life? Is it like, yeah, as a sacrifice. Um, all those incredible things that you said, like about just like the masculine need to sacrifice are getting actually to the heart of something that I said very blandly at the beginning of like, it's just the way that men are, but like, why is it the way that men are? And I think that you did like a beautiful job of like diving deeper into that, into a facet of it. Um, but I think that like, it actually is okay for Catholic people to get to know each other in a way that's less, um, Mm -hmm. vague and confusing Mm -hmm. without even like talking about, am I open to a vocation with you? Yeah. You know, Um, like if you're sitting at, at table you're reclining at table (laughs) and there's like a and there's a guy who you've just met there and there's like both of you without like needing to say it both of you have the acknowledgement of like so and so could you know like not then not in like the giddy way of like is that my spouse but like in the so and so literally just out of the reality of the sexual relationship so and so could be my spouse and um right now we're getting to know each other well and i think like even just like cool in it even more okay and realizing that okay i'm in a social environment this is a scenario that i see all the time i'm in a social environment and i noticed a guy and he's like cool and interesting and friends with my friends and seems nice and i have a good time with him so i leave that gathering hoping that i'm going to see that guy again Mm. Um, and then I just try to figure out where he's going to be. And then I go there and then, oh, look, we're both at this party again. And wow, he actually comes over and talks to me. And how nice is that? And we have a great conversation. And, you know, I found out that he's from Michigan and it's great. And then, you know, 
we leave and I want, I really want to see him again. And then I go to an event and he's not there and I'm devastated because he's probably with his girlfriend. And then the next week I go to the same event and he is there and he doesn't have a girlfriend and all of a sudden it's so confusing. So yeah, by time, like I'm actually going on a date, if I ever do with that guy, I have like, I had so many expectations that of course we're going to have a conversation about like, when are you going to lay down your life for me? You've been putting me through emotional turmoil for the last forever. Okay. Let's try another scenario. Okay. That was the I'm intense the event, one. Kind of. It's just, I think that it happens a oh, lot. Oh, I know. I just wanted to Where make I'm sure. like looking at like, is so-and-so my spouse? I have to keep like being open to them. So I'm going to keep going to all these things. Right. You know, so maybe instead, what, what if, you know, I notice this guy and he is attractive and seems nice and seems interesting and I just have a special liking for him uh-huh. and yeah instead of going through all of that I just say hey you seem really interesting would you want to grab coffee one-on-one sometime this week yeah okay and then it's like super low-key we're not going to the nicest restaurant we're not trying to impress each other we just realize that we have an opportunity to get to know each other right. it's almost like realizing that like we say all the time, like, the best relationships are based on friendship, but the friendship can be totally, totally, like, toxic when there's so many expectations yeah. that have, like, been added into the yeah. whole experience of growing Which in friendship. Which is so common. Right. So knowing that, like, my feelings about this guy that I saw are different and would, I mean, would be actualized in a different way than it would be for like some female friend but approaching that guy the way that I would want to get to know a cool girl that I met at a party mm-hmm. can help me actually get to know him mm-hmm. and so in that kind of a situation I think like if the girl initiates it might take the guy off guard but then at least he knows like oh this girl is probably interested in me yeah and I think that- and they don't have to keep chasing each other around young adult events for you know <laughs> six months before they ever go on a date and then suddenly there's just all of this healing that they have to do about the time that they weren't together but liking each other oh my so god confusing. you know yeah. so like if it's like seriously the like a lot of these ideas that i'm throwing out come from the dating project which is not i don't think necessarily catholic affiliated but the creator of the dating project which is a documentary um is catholic anyway I can get into that, but you were about to say something, Christina. Well, I think um, the thing, the unfortunate thing here is that while I might develop that healthy perspective that you're talking about where like I could just kind of without having this expectation of like, okay, I want to see him again. So I'm going to ask him to coffee and um, that is a date. Like I don't need to have that perspective. I can just say like, okay, I want to. I, I find you fascinating. I want to get to know you better. And I don't even, yeah. And, and therefore I'm going to go ask if he wants to get coffee this week. Um, and I can have but a I healthy. I think that it is a date. Okay. But that like we can just like kind of like Real... take some pressure off of okay. the word date. So we can, okay, there we go. So I think that's really kind of a critical, not difference, but kind of like a critical difference between the general perception. Because um, mm-hmm. odds are, the guy who you're talking to will come from dating discussions that take that question, would you like to get coffee a lot more seriously? You know what I mean? Yeah, but you can't really know that. And I think that we have to remember that even though, yeah, like they might be at a Catholic young adult event because they grew up Catholic and they're totally thrown off by this girl. You don't actually know that. And they might like, be really grateful to just know another person. I think it's okay to be really clear about like, yeah, I would like to get coffee, just the two of us to get to know you better. And if he looks thrown off, like use emotional intelligence and say, I didn't mean to throw you off. And I hope that that didn't seem presumptuous. Mm -hmm. You know, I just personally share some of your experience and like sick of it being vague. So I wasn't trying to emasculate you in any way. Right. And not like be critical of him for that, you know, right? just, Hmm. Maybe I should, like, take my own advice. (laughs) But, uh, yeah, no, I think that it is radically different. Basically, Christina, what I think you're acknowledging is that it's outside of the cultural norm. Mm -hmm. A, I think we as Christians should, like, be okay with that. Right. Oh, yeah. And B, the only way to, like, I don't know, like, even get into the current dating culture, which is, like, either so, like, 
based in confusion and use and lack of clarity and just prolonging like this undefined it's not even pursuit it's it's like the a- absolute antithesis of pursuit i'm so afraid not yeah. like, i'm so afraid to pursue you and actually make sacrifices for you i'm just going to string you along yep. um and have some vague nothing yep. you know this language of we're quote unquote talking right now yep. like i i talk to everyone what do you mean quote unquote talking like or like we're together um and it's serious yeah that it doesn't have like to that be. just isn't yeah. it doesn't lend itself to healthy relationships and it's the culture that we live in yeah it's the culture that we've grown up in and so we like if we desire to like be who we are and and acknowledge our own dignity and the dignity of other people when we realize like that there actually haven't been rules there aren't rules right so the, I, there aren't rules but there's also something practically i think that's a little bit more complicated than that like I'm struggling to find and and it might just be my own like lack of emotional adjustment in the times that I've been dating (laughs) um but like I struggle to find a time in my in a like a relationship where that attitude felt like emotionally possible does that make sense um yeah that I mean and and I think I'm overstating that a little bit I think I desired that and then like I desired that in a relationship that I was in um I wanted it to be able to be like hey like we clearly like each other let's just kind of allow ourselves to acknowledge that and hang out one-on-one um and that was the initial like desire um but then, like, other factors ended up, like, raising the stakes because of an effect that that had on another relationship. And, like, all of a sudden, there were all of these, like, external pressures. And then there's also physical attraction and, like, lack of self-control. And not, like, leading to, like, lack of chastity, but just leading to a change in the relationship. <laughs> um, yeah. That, like... So it's like you're kind of trying to understand, like, a new concept by seeing the way that it would hold up to previous experiences. Yeah. Right. I mean, and well, I think well, that, that I, it I, makes I, sense. I, mean, I think that this is characteristic of something like new and undone and unseen and kind of in some ways untested, mm-hmm. but logical enough. No, I think so too. Even as I talk about like that initial desire that I wanted at the beginning of this relationship that I'm talking about to be able to kind of low pressure just explore this reality that we have these feelings for each other and find each other fascinating, blah, 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 without the added pressures. Like, mm-hmm that like rings true for me as what Mm, would I see yeah as what would give me like a healthy dating experience Mm -hmm. um but I wasn't able to like keep that up the couple of times that I've tried it Mm, mm you know what I mean yeah actually yeah I can think of two experiences like two relationships that desired that but like very quickly became more serious as soon as the acknowledgement happened and we had been on like two dates yeah I don't know yeah well I don't know honestly I really don't like is that a boundaries thing is that like actually it just it doesn't work that well and it's a nice idea I mean that happens all the time we have plenty of nice ideas that just don't work no you know what I think I think it actually does I just think that there I think it's like you said earlier that like there are no rules and there are so many factors because now that I'm describing these things they're kind of like not even comparable it, like they're not even comparable because of like like other variables and I, I I'm being like vague right now but I think that everybody can kind of think of the different crushes that they had or the different relationships that they had where they see commonalities but they also know mm-hmm. how different all the factors were mm-hmm. that go into what yep. they are so that's what I'm talking about that like um yeah it's just like everything else in the Catholic life like we desire excellence and we desire to reach for what feels unreachable 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 (laughs) and um yeah for what feels like it's out of reach um but I think it's worth worth um desiring and I think it's yeah it's good to acknowledge that like this like lower pressure approach to initiating relationships or to um just to dating yeah to getting to know another person who you are attracted to (laughs) quick thought project that maybe it's like not so much to establish a rule but establish like an opinion or a consensus is projecting a similar scenario or like uh yeah just this scenario of someone discerning a religious vocation Mm -hmm. um 
when we both lived in D.C., we knew the religious community, the servants of the Lord and the Virgin of Matara, the servidoras. Um, their junior house was close to where we lived. Mm-hmm. And they had a pizza night and holy hour every first Friday of the month, pretty much. Or it was like, you know, supposed to be on the first Friday, but sometimes it got moved around. And anyway, all that to say, <laughs> pizza night was an opportunity for only women. Only women were allowed to come to pizza night um, to come and meet the sisters at their house in a place of like closeness and like, yeah, opportunity to encounter one another mm-hmm. um, in a setting that's conducive to discernment or vocation conversations if they come up, um, but without the expectation that you're going to have one. So you could have a conversation about your vocation and learning very seriously more about the order, or you could just spend time getting to know the sisters. Mm-hmm. But it was, an, it was a vocations event. Right. Um, and then with that religious community and all religious communities, I'm pretty sure, there's this come and see where you are literally going to see, like what that life is like because you are seriously discerning right. a call to that community. Right. And yeah, the pizza night is sort of like this casual date because I want to get to know you better. Mm-hmm. And a come and see is like, no, I really want to know who you are because I want to know if I'm called to marry you. Mm-hmm. And I think that it is fine for a girl to initiate like a pizza night status date <laughs> with a guy. But for all the reasons that you said very well earlier, mm-hmm. I think it would be imprudent for a woman to initiate a come and see level date mm-hmm. with a man because that require like he needs to have the capacity and the desire to make radical sacrifices for her. Yes. And he needs to have the courage to be able to ask her for something like that. Exactly. Yeah. And so that's where I think I would stand on mm-hmm women initiating dates with men yeah i think that that like the lack of courage and the lack of like sacrifice and the fear of rejection all of those things are so detrimental to a relationship Mm -hmm. that for like that for me at this point yeah i think that i really desire to like have absolute confidence that he possesses those traits that he that Mm -hmm. a guy who desires like to date me (laughs) or yeah i guess like uh come and see style (laughs) date me (laughs) um and this is real like i've heard this from guys before not guys that i've dated so it could be literally any guy that i know okay so don't try to point point fingers if you're listening (laughs) um (laughs) after all of that this is when you get specific anyway go on no i just i because like i don't want anyone to be like why are you saying mean things about me like like, i don't want that anyway continue anyways okay (laughs) um but i've heard this before like somebody saying no i'm not gonna like ask anybody out it's just too hard Mm. why am I gonna do that kind of work I would just really rather not and you're like well what would you rather do instead like I would rather I mean and we think of it as an exaggeration but we've heard it before like I would rather play video games thanks for asking yeah and like no that's the problem so pervasive all right we think that it's like a little bit ridiculous but I think it's not it's so pervasive. Oh, no, that, like, I don't think it's ridiculous at all. And, and like even the guys who like have good hobbies, like still the emotional toll yeah. that that takes on them and the fear that they have to start to overcome. Mm-hmm. It's just really significant. <laughs> and it's, but I think yeah, I, go ahead. I think that it's crippling and like courage is atrophying because of a lack of practice. Muscles atrophy yeah. when they are not used, yes. you know? So like... Yeah, like, if men think that all a date is or the only kind of date that a woman wants is a come-and-see-level date, mm-hmm. I don't think that that sets us up for healthy vocations, but that's right. beside the point. Like, okay, do something different then. And I was talking about the dating project. The way I heard about this is when my younger brother called me and told me that he asked a girl on a date. Mm-hmm. And I was floored. I was like, oh, my gosh. It's kind of thinking it was a little bit more serious um, and kind of confused because he was about to start a dating fest. Um and he told me that he and his roommate went and saw this movie and were so surprised but also called out and convicted that the only way to see solutions in a 
pretty toxic dating culture was to make concrete but small actions and so they both made a pact to each other that they were gonna within the next 24 hours invite a girl to go on a date with them and looking at the guidelines that are on datingproject.com of like how to ask someone on a date I think he made it a little bit more serious than maybe it needed to be but like it's really simple it's like be open and honest don't like have like an accidental date like call it a date or if you don't call it a date make it clear that it is a date make it 45 to 90 minutes long don't spend more than ten dollars don't touch each other you know like no but really like don't like hold hands even like if you asked you pay but don't yeah like make it cheap and make a plan don't say so what do you want to do but say meet me at this place you know and that's it Mm -hmm. and so like yeah I'm talking about there is no rubric but I mean like this is a cute infographic about (laughs) how to make it a little bit more simple and then with practice your muscle gets a little bit stronger Mm -hmm. and if we're in a situation where there's just like, yeah, like romantic atrophy and like romantic overwork, I think for a lot of women, um, then we can work together. I think that if we're, you know, as a community bought in to not taking the role of men as a pursuer away from them, but saying, I know that this is hard and so I'm going to make it a little bit easier for you. Mm-hmm. Not forever, mm-hmm. but just like to get the ball rolling mm-hmm. because you're my brother and I think you need a little help here. Mm-hmm. If I could give you confidence by showing you that I'm interested in you, Mm -hmm. um, then it's okay. Yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's worth going into your own heart. Like for me, I wonder if I would pause on even a pizza night style initiation, maybe, Mm -hmm. maybe more because of my personal story of having like jumped on initiation several times and just kind of being like, you know what? I don't know. I'm just kind of questioning whether or not I would want to, but yeah, it's like a little discernment moment. Obviously there's a spectrum of how we function and how like what our tendencies are and my tendency for such a long time was so like okay I'm having a feeling I'm gonna need to like understand it and I'm gonna need to take an action that has to do with it Mm -hmm. um and it's like so action oriented and in a lot of ways that was like grasping and and I think that for me, there's just been a lot of growth in like acknowledging that and naming that mm-hmm. and saying like, okay, actually, I, I'm not really being asked to take an action here. Yeah. Growth and receptivity, mm-hmm. or even like desire for receptivity. Yeah. as I mean, similarly, fear and lack of courage is detrimental to women as well. Mm-hmm. And if there's been like a significant fear of being lovable mm-hmm. or of rejection, it's not that you have to ask somebody out in order to get over it. But I think there is an acknowledgement there of like if you go into prayer and say like, oh, no, like my comfort zone is in letting him initiate the pizza night date. Like that doesn't necessarily mean that that is the way to go. Mm-hmm. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. Just taking it to the Lord and seeking to do his will. Mm-hmm. And if you feel like a prompting of like uh, an invitation to be more bold or an invitation mm-hmm. to go outside of yourself or yeah, like just a preference for like internal fantasies versus like real things Mm -hmm. because of a Mm -hmm. desire for control in a different way Mm -hmm. um Mm -hmm. to ask the lord to invite the possibility yeah and ask ask the opinion of somebody that you trust who knows your heart who knows you um yeah and and it's okay to like err on the side of no but not let it become like a thoughtless irrational rule in your heart you know yes that is good that is good. <sighs> nice. Christina. Yes. This went very differently than I thought. And I'm well, very. What did you think I was going to say? I, I totally thought you were going to be like, I thought that I was going to have to be like, but I, I think that mostly the guy should have to do it. <laughs> that's so funny. and <laughs> It really is. And that's kind of what you set me up for. I know. Also, I know. So. Well, but it's because I don't know. I think I, we haven't talked about it in such a long time. Yeah. That like, I just wasn't sure where we both stood at this point because I still like think that a woman can initiate and I still think that there is like a good foot that you get off to if the guy initiates um but like I don't think that those are mutually exclusive and like anyways um yeah so if if I wasn't sure where you stood so I wasn't sure if you were gonna say uh give like a a little bit more of a rule um Mm. which is wow like I guess we just haven't we haven't like converged on this point in quite some time. So we haven't dated anyone new in quite some time. Well, 
Yeah, anyone do. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Okay. Before we say too much, shall we? <laughs> yes, you're right. All right. <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Okay, um, this is, guys, this is a hot topic. I find it hard to believe that you don't have an opinion about it. <laughs> We're getting so graspy. <laughs> but help us. I want to hear your opinion about this. I'm not kidding. Even just a, wow, Christina, you're pretty <laughs> stupid. <laughs> Validate her. Or say, I hate everything. That you Stop. Okay. <laughs> so if you want to do any of these things, you already heard about our Instagram at APW Podcast. Uh, Twitter is a great place, especially to share your thoughts. Yeah. 240 characters at me. At me. <laughs> at Chris at underscore APW. or at APW Podcast. Sorry. Yes. Email if you're into that. For long form communication. <laughs> APW podcast at gmail intercessory prayer indeed indeed uh we like jp2 and uh saint paul and our lord and our lady indeed uh and no other saints just kidding all the other saints yes um and uh if you are liking this give us a uh, review rate subscribe share yeah Love that. Yeah. Love All you. Right, folks. Nice. Thanks for listening. This is Biz, the place with it.